Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. You know why I've been waiting to play that song on this show? <laughs> this seemed right. Little keek the sneak for you. Going down to the bay uh, this weekend, so I'm feeling in a San Francisco, Oakland kind of mood. So a little Bay Area influence rap for you here uh, to take you home here on this Thursday. Welcome back to Wanda's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I am Coulter Nuanez. We are coming to you from the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. You missed anything in the first hour of the show? Our last and latest, where are they now? For the summer, that is. Uh, we'll have that series coming back. But uh, we caught up with a whole bunch of great former uh, athletes in the state of Montana. I guess a lot of people are lifelong athletes, but a lot of people that were standout athletes in the yesteryear from around the state of Montana, including our guest today, Matt Seidensticker. A small-town Montana product, went to Shelby High School, been uh, was a star for the Grizz Hoops team in the late 1990s. And uh, what a fascinating guy. Wildlife biology degree. Just discovered a new species of moth. He's done all sorts of research and had so many different uh, discoveries published. So uh, pretty cool. Uh, amazing the, the things people can do with their lives and their brains. Missed anything in that interview, though. You can find it on the uh, Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. The other day at the Hype House, we did these crazy push-ups where you had to do, you have to stand up and put your arms like all the way behind your head with a band, and then you get down into a push-up. Hardest push-ups I've that ever done. That sounds awful. Uh, it, it was actually pretty good for like the flexibility and stuff yeah. like that, but I, uh, certainly very challenging. It's probably a great stretch for all of us that's hunched right. over our phones, yeah, too. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Hype House doesn't just have spin classes. They have strength classes as well, and they're outstanding. Hit one up on... Uh, Tuesday morning, and I'm still sore as we record here on a Thursday. But go check out the Hype House there uh, on Tool Avenue. Carol, she doesn't know sports, joining us here on this Thursday. H- have you done your homework? Have you been wa- watching your hard knocks? Yes, I started watching the knockaround guys. <laughs> the knockaround guys. I've rebranded guys. it as the knockaround guys. And you're in love with Robert Sala. Yes, I love all the coaches. They are They're pretty sweet. All awesome. I. I'm going to say something pretty controversial right okay, now. Okay, let's go. I might be a Jets fan. That's I, I don't think you're alone. Um, this is funny because the initial reactions to hard knocks were, wow, maybe we got it wrong with Aaron Rodgers. Wow, maybe the Jets are kind of cool. And now it's been out for three weeks, and now the other side of the pendulum swung, and several of the national media guys are like, this is all bull. It's, it's propaganda. A, it's an infomercial for Aaron Rodgers. It's definitely... Don't buy the hype. It's definitely Aaron Rodgers' propaganda. Um, here's my feeling on Aaron Rodgers now. I think he's going to make a great coach. Wow. I think he should be a coach. I think he's just going to be a podcaster, but... I think he should finish this, you know, this season, get his Super Bowl ring, whatever, and then become a coach. The amount of respect that his younger teammates have for him no question. and adoration is adorable. 
It's adorable. It's also just a, such a unique situation because he's now finally on a team where, I mean, the, like Zach Wilson is half of Aaron Rodgers' age, yeah. you know? Yeah. Garrett Wilson, I mean, these guys are like in their early 20s yeah. and Aaron Rodgers is 40. Who's Saucy Gardner? Sauce Gardner, yeah. He's adorable. Sauce is the man. Sauce is the best corner in the league, I think. love him. Um, and then there was Quinn, Quentin, Quinnen, 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 Quinnen Williams. Oh my God. Adorable. He's like holding up his mic. He's like, shout out to my mom, shout out to my wife and my newborn. And they're making fun of him for being fat. And he's like, bro, I, isn't he a linebacker? He's a lineman. Like a, yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, I mean, like he he's said, adorable. like he said, he's like, I'll get in shape after my playing career is done. I got, I got a hundred million dollars yeah. for weighing 300 pounds. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's adorable. Um, and make no mistake, he's in great shape. He might just he might weigh a little a lot, but uh, oh my gosh, I love him. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. I, Their team is coming across very good on this. Lil Zach, I, I just have to say, I do not understand how a forty year old woman hooked up with him because he looks like a child. <laughs> like she needs help for sure. So there's that. But he was super cute. Like he threw this pass during their. Um, I think they were playing the Browns. And he was so excited. I mean, it was a great pass. And then it was just cute. It's cute watching them communicate yeah. all through that. I have a question, though. Yep. Why, what are those Death Star helmets that they're wearing during practice? So it's, it's relatively new technology. Uh, it's padding that they put on the outside of the helmets, and it's to prevent head injuries. On the outside? Yeah, yeah. So the, it's, the helmets are padded on the inside, but it's also padded oh. on the outside, too. It's the same concept as like a boxing glove where it just deflects your fist so it doesn't hit you squarely. It's the same thing with the helmets. They look like they're wearing the Death Star When they on hit, they just like rub different. Okay. Why don't, would they, could they wear those in real games? They could. I'm just thinking about their Yeah, they, they could. I mean, the sad truth is that like a big part of the NFL's allure is that people yeah. could die. I mean, that's it's it sucks to say, but it's true. Oh, interesting. I've never heard that before. That's news to me. I mean, if if if, if football wanted to become safe, they would not wear helmets because guys wouldn't spear each other like they do if they yeah. weren't wearing helmets. Right. The, the helmet has become over the last 30 years a, a giant weapon. Yeah. No, we've talked about this. Yeah. I just feel like maybe it would be. I mean, they're ugly. They're definitely ugly. They would never wear them for a couple reasons, uh, mostly just because of the logoing and branding of it all. I think someone could come up with something. They they could. It just wouldn't look all I know, the same. The gladiatorial want, element would be dissipated. I know, but like I'm looking at these young guys on this team, and like half of them are going to have like brain injuries in definitely. ten years, and that makes me sad. It's sad, but at this point, we are so far down the river to be able to worry about it now. Okay, well, guys, don't tell the Bears. That I'm probably a Jets fan now. Okay, <laughs> please keep it between us. Well, here's the deal. You know, in the in the world of all the dumb rules for being a fan, you can be a fan of both because they're in different conferences. Here's what's funny: you can just tell people, "Hey, my AFC team's the Jets." I, see, I wouldn't have known that. See, and the Bears in the NFC, so you're fine. The funny part is, is I can't name a bear, but now I can name a bunch of Jets. Well, here's a bear for you, Justin Fields. Remember the name? Yeah, he's I, the quarterback. Okay. Fields football field. I got yeah, that. Justin Fields. He's okay. he's worth following. He's good. All right. Um, but yeah, I really like the knock around guys slash hard knocks. It's a good. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is way cooler than he thought he was, isn't he? Yes, he is. I think he's in the place he should be. I think he seems lighter and happier. I really do. Yeah. Cause like, as if I know him, but just his demeanor for sure. But I don't know if that's a show, like if he's putting on a show. Well, I think there's a lot of resentment in Green Bay. I think there's a lot of decisions that happened, and he was there for so long, and I think he did feel slighted. I mean, they they drafted multiple guys that weren't 
intended to help him. Yeah. They, they drafted his heir apparent. It's a lot different when they draft a guy to come in and take your spot like they did with Jordan Love in Green Bay, as opposed to you're going to New York. You took Zach Wilson's spot. Yeah. Everybody knows Zach Wilson's a huge project. You have to help him get his life back on track, basically. You know... Aaron is really enjoying being the mentor to all these guys. Yeah, I think he really is. Yeah. Uh, did you see, did you catch, uh, how many episodes have you watched? I'm only on episode, I'm finishing episode two. Okay, so I you got you to look at the shirts they're wearing uh, at the rookie show. So the rookie show is when the rookies do their performance. Okay. Uh, like they have to do something silly. Yeah. The first time, which you might have seen in episode one or two, they all got booed off the stage. So then in episode three, they say, okay, you, got, you get a redo. So these guys are doing it. But... Aaron Rodgers and everybody else in that are the veterans, they're all wearing this shirt that says escaped from the darkness <laughs> to oh the to the big apple. And uh it's like Aaron just trolling yes. everybody. Yeah. He's pretty funny. He's coming across a lot better than people want to give him credit for. And that. he's done a few office quotes, and I appreciate that. And he was wearing an office t shirt in one of the scenes. I was like, all right, he must have a sense of humor. Yeah. If he can appreciate I the mean, office. Most smart people do, and he's definitely smart. True, 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 true. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Chicken Does No Sports presented by Aspen Sound. I have had two different cars that uh, have got my windows tinted at Aspen Sound. It's not only sleek and uh, looks pretty cool, but it's also functional as well. So if you need some window tinting help, check out Aspen Sound down there on Broadway. Uh, what else you got? So Spain won like the women's... The country? Correct. Okay, the country yeah. of España, yep. as they say, yep. won the world Women's World Cup. Yep. I, I didn't actually know this. Only because I'm such an American front runner. When the United States was out, I was like, "Well, I'm not going to pay attention." Yeah, to that I'm pretty sure and they won. But anyway, it was also <laughs> this was also really hard to follow, right? Because all the games were at like three thirty in the yeah. morning. Like, who's doing that? Yeah. Besides Andrew, who's doing that? Coral from the Stone is doing that. Really? Yes. <laughs> um, she would set her alarm for three a.m. and make sure she watched. She's the yeah. She so people do, and it's impressive, and I appreciate that. Okay, so what about Spain winning? So. The president of their soccer league or whatever, Luis Rubiales, yeah. um, when they won, he was so overwhelmed with joy, he kissed one of the players, Jenny Hermosa, okay. un, like she did not ask, you know, like unsolicited, he just sure. laid one on her. Yeah. And people are up in arms. He's, he's in trouble now. He's in big trouble. On the lips. On the lips. Oh, boy. Apparently, he had his eyes on her. According to Andrew, my inside source, my soccer inside source, Andrew, mm. he said this uh, guy had been kind of making comments about Jenny and like wanting to marry her and this and that. So he got his chance to lay one on her, and she was not happy about it. I think part of it was because she doesn't want a man kissing her, if you know what I mean. Uh, okay. But she also didn't want a random person just coming up and kissing her, as most people don't. You know, like they don't really want that. Hmm. And so, what's this person's role? He's the president of the Spanish Soccer Association, or okay, so yeah, 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 yeah. like like the national the the national teams have the yeah, yeah, okay. So he has come out and apologized, saying he got carried away and he's sorry, but people are calling for his dismissal. I don't know what to say. I'm going to say it. Fellas, don't go up and just kiss a chick or guy or sure. anyone on the lips. Should they lose their job, though? 
depends on the situation. Mm. Like if I'm sitting like if here, you had a man boss and they just came up and kissed yeah, you, that's not cool. That's definitely not cool. Right. And that's yeah. basically the equivalent That's weird. Of this. Actually, that'd be really weird. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't think it's appropriate. Um, FIFA is opening dis- uh, disciplinary actions. They're going to look into it and see what they have to do. Um, one of the other things was that this got so much spotlight. This got so much attention that it took away from the excitement, you know, like of winning the, of winning. Yeah. So now not only did he do something inappropriate, but then he's now Took taking the shame, away yeah. the, the spotlight. Yep. Huh? Well, so I don't, I don't know what will happen. Just a hot tip. Don't d- do that guys. Yeah. Yeah. Or girls don't do it. I think that most of our listeners are pretty well aware that you just I, I'm don't sure. Kiss. I just want to reiterate, you know, <laughs> just sometimes you got to remind, there's some new people in Missoula that may not know. True. I don't know. Don't kiss your subordinates without their permission. I would say don't kiss anyone without their permission. That's a good, probably a good stance. Yeah. It's just a, I mean, I am your elders, pro- your elder, probably. <laughs> I mean, definitely yours, probably many of your, and this is just a hot tip. Yep. All right. Okay. What else you got? Okay. Check out those little sports here on ESPN Radio. Do you know who Aaron Donald is? He's- I, I certainly know Aaron Donald is, yes. <laughs> He's a Ram. He's a Ram. He won the Super Bowl. A couple years ago. So. He's been contemplating retirement ever since. Well. It's getting tiresome. He sounds like a good husband. You know why? I didn't even know he was married. He is. He got his wife her, her own version of a Super Bowl ring. Whoa. So uh, there's a jeweler, Moe's Diamonds. Okay. And he made a $17,000 ring. With the um, Rams colors, so you like some gold and blue yep. sapphires, three carats of diamonds, and it had um, her husband's number, and then I think like the Super Bowl twenty one or whatever it is, yeah, what, whatever it was, it, it was, I don't know, Super Bowl twenty one, uh, somewhere <laughs> in the forties because it was just a couple <laughs> years ago, but but yes, uh, I was thinking of the year, and that was twenty two. Listen, all I care about is the diamonds. Okay, the, the Rams won the Super Bowl a couple years ago, and okay, and Darren so Donald was one of their best. This players. ring is insanely gorgeous, and just basically covered in diamonds and sapphires, and. They're hoping this becomes a trend that the wives or girlfriends also get gorgeous rings. Mm. I think they're deserved. Oh, I don't know. Don't? I mean, I just, I, I, it's just sort of hypocritical because you want the young guys to save their money. Aaron Donald can certainly buy his wife whatever she wants. He's mm-hmm. the highest paid, or he was the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. He's one of the highest paid players in the NFL, so right. he, he can afford mm-hmm. a seventeen thousand dollar ring. What about like the rookie that's just like on a league minimum salary? That's a great question. Should he buy his wife? No. Um, he should buy his wife something pretty and sparkly, yeah, right. but not a $17,000 ring. The one tenth of the version it's of It's two months salary. Everybody knows that. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what they I do. I don't know. But really, that's what the, the stipulations are. That's what they say. That, that used to be a marketing campaign. Like two for months diamonds. salary. Like if you're proposing to your girlfriend, it's two months salary is the ring. That was Whoa. like a 1990s Whoa. marketing campaign. Whoa. Yeah. Crazy, but that that was those were different times. Different times. We could say and do so many things then. Yep. That we can't now, like uh, kiss strangers on the lips. So the league minimum in the NFL is like three hundred and ninety thousand dollars a year. Okay. So they should buy a ring. Yeah, I mean of, maybe something nice. It doesn't have to be yeah. that crazy, but I think if you, not a girlfriend, it sure. needs to be a like a wife or a fiance. Yeah. Okay. Because I think a girlfriend, you know, we need we need more commitment out of her. <laughs> or him. Or him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So the ring is gorgeous. It's online. I will put it on our Instagram. Cool. Um, I'm thinking maybe I should get a, a Super Bowl ring. Well, I think you need a Super Bowl winning husband first. Right. I don't want a Super Bowl winning husband. I want my husband, but <laughs> I want um, a big fancy ring. No, I'm just kidding. I'm fine with my jewelry. <laughs> my husband already thinks I look like a rapper. Because you have so much bling? Yeah. It's not that bad. I know, but he always jokes like that I look like a rapper. Wait till you see the owner of the Jets in episode three of Hard Knocks. Okay. He shows up to the team meeting and he's wearing a giant piece of ice. His name is, his nickname's Woody and it, it's just Woody in diamonds. Come on. Swear. That's so and This dumb. guy's like in his late 70s. Is he wearing a velour All the guys suit? on the Jets are just howling, laughing, just making fun of this guy. Good. And he's like, you guys influenced me. This is this is for you. And they're all just like, is look it real? at this old man. Oh, wait, I mean, he owns the freaking New York Jets. I think it's probably real. Who, what's his name? It's exactly what my girlfriend said. She was like, "Is that can't possibly be real. That'd be worth like a million dollars. I was like, babe, the Jets are worth $5.5 billion. This guy definitely has a million dollar necklace if that's those are definitely real diamonds. Isn't he scared he's gonna it's gonna get ripped off his neck? I mean, this guy is the heir to the Johnson and Johnson fortune. This guy is like one of the richest people on the earth. I think I I think I, we read he was like the ninety seventh richest man on the planet. Oh wow. And that's that's with his asset not counting towards his not, net worth. Wow. I mean if he sold the Jets, he'd be worth ten billion. I, I hope, think he can afford whatever he wants. I hope he wears that to every game. Woody. <laughs> Woody. Oh my gosh. That's so horrible. Robert Woods Johnson is his uh, full name. Uh, okay. You can go look up the, uh, maybe you can put that on the Instagram too, the uh, the Woody the, Chain. Okay, I'm going to write that down so yep. I don't forget because my brain isn't working. Woody Chain. All Woody right. Chain. On Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports Instagram, are you even following yet? Uh, I am. I know you are, but. Everybody else, go follow. Come on. All right. All right, what else you got? Reggie, Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. Reggie Bush. Yeah, what about him? He wants his Heisman back. Well, he should get it. Okay, this is a great conversation piece. So he gave it up in 2010 because they said he was receiving improper benefits. Which all would be not illegal anymore now. I know that. But his attorney says he was never paid by USC. So tell me what the deal is. Uh, They bought his parents a house. USC bought his parents a Uh house while he was playing. To get him to go there. To get him to go there. This was a very common practice back then. And this was in, and and how was it found out? Because he played in 2003. When I was in college, yeah. When I was in high school, actually. I don't know when that was. In mid-2000s, okay. yeah. His, his uh, when he won the Heisman, I believe it was like my freshman year of college. 2005? Like 2005, 2006, yeah. So in 2010, they found out about this, or how did this all unfold? Because USC was under a massive investigation and... Basically, the NCAA came down hard on them for a variety of different reasons, and this was just part of the fallout from that. But they like took the trophy from Reggie Bush and they made it a. Irre- they said it was like, what do you say, null and void. Uh, it's really, really stupid. I, I, that part of where college regulations come in, where they vacate wins or they yeah. take away awards, it's like okay, but. Those games happened. Did they? He won a championship Reggie Bush was too, the right? Best, yes, Reggie Bush was the best player in college football that year. No one's forgetting that. So what's the symbolism of taking right. his trophy away? It happened, you know? Yeah. So he's saying now that because of the new rules, the name, image, likeness, and exactly. you know, all the stuff that he should get it back. Mm-hmm. I dis, I, I'm torn on this one because okay. I feel like the rules were the rules when they were the rules, right? That's right. So... You should follow those rules. That's true. But unfortunately for him, 
they changed. Yep. I I don't know how I feel. I, I don't think he should have lost his Heisman because that he was an 18-year-old kid who was being... I mean, if that's on USC, that's not right. on him. That's right. USC should get sanctions and not the, yeah. the individual should not be punished. Now, did he go on and play? I know he went on to date Kim Kardashian, but did he go on to play professional? Uh, he did. How was uh, his professional career? It was okay. Reggie Bush is a little bit small for the pros. I mean, he was fine. He was good. He was nearly, Reggie Bush is one of the 10 best college players of all time. Uh, I think Reggie Bush is the best college player of my lifetime. Okay. Reggie Bush and Vince Young. And who did he end up playing for? The Saints, mostly. Okay. Um, part of it, part of why Reggie Bush's NFL career is why they considered a failure is because he was so good in college. Oh, he peaked in college. And and he just had such unbelievably high expectations. I mean, not only is he electrifying to watch, he also is incredibly handsome and he fell into it with the Kardashian. It's shocking that that ruined his life. Yeah, I was going to say the, the Kardashian um, curse. I mean, yeah, I, if Reggie Bush was just, a, you know, an average NFL running back that, that came in, or an average college running back who just came into the NFL, his NFL career probably would have been considered good. I mean, he rushed for almost 5,500 yards. Uh, he scored 36 touchdowns. He also had 18 receiving touchdowns. So, I mean, his total yards from scrimmage, I mean, it's a fine career. It's a good career. It, okay, it, but, just, but it, the, it just didn't live up to what people thought. People thought he was going to be the best ever, and it, it just didn't quite translate. The important question, yeah. how much money did he make in the NFL? He made a lot of money. He played 11 seasons in the NFL, oh, so he probably, yeah. he so probably he made, made a decent living. Okay. Well, what do you think? you think he should get his Heisman back? I should definitely think he should get yeah. his Heisman back. Do you back. think he will? I don't. Really? No, the NCAA is not giving anybody their Heisman back. No okay. way. Well, sorry, Reggie. You got to watch the judge. Reggie Bush is worth $45 million. Whoa. Reggie Bush did he can well. just make his own Heisman. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you got to watch the Johnny Manziel untold. I know. I know. I'm dying to watch it. This is another great example of this. Johnny Manziel was like this pop culture phenomenon, and Texas A&M was making him sign thousands of autographs to get donations and they made they made 700 million dollars in donations enough to build a new stadium literally they built their brand new 110,000 person stadium on the back of Johnny Manziel's fame and this kid was not getting a dime for that so then he was like well screw that so he found a broker he's like I'm I'll just come to you and I'll just sign autographs once a month you can sell them you give me money which is not was not allowed not allowed and right. he, he got in huge trouble for it and did he played a little bit uh, in the NFL, but not much, right? Because yeah, he, had he just a lot partied of, his way yeah. right out of the NFL. Yeah, because he had he won a Heisman. He did. He's the only freshman to ever win the Heisman. Really? Yes. Interesting. And then just blew it. Just blew it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to watch that one. I I can only handle so much football mm -hmm. in, in a day. Yeah. So I've had to kind of break up my like. I have to go. Gotta keep up with Vanderpump. Well, yeah, this. I have to go between that and Below Deck or Real Housewives because I, man, it's just too much. You know, yeah, it's yeah. too much toxic man masculinity for me. <laughs> okay, but um, but I will definitely watch that one because that one was that's going to be a very interesting one. It Where is. is he now? Is he okay? Is he uh, do, doing all right? Yeah, I mean, he's doing good. I okay. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Try not to name drop a whole bunch, but. Go on. I definitely have a good friend who's good friends with Johnny Manziel, and and mm. uh, he's doing well. He's he's. Uh, Where's he living? He lives between Jacksonville, Florida, and Scottsdale, Arizona. And does he have a family? 
He's not having a family. No I mean, he's he he fell out of favor so fast. He's still only like twenty nine years old or something. Oh wow, he's just still I mean, because he won the Heisman in yeah. ten years ago, but that was when he was only nineteen. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So, check well, out some sports uh, here on ESPN Radio, presented by Aspen Sound. Uh, yeah, anything else on this? I have nothing else to say. Okay. Is that <laughs> it for today? That's that's all I have. Great. Good one. Uh, watch Johnny Manziel. Keep watching Hard Knocks. Uh, if you want to buy me a Christmas present. Order me the darkness shirt, Aaron Rodgers darkness shirt. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, I actually saw the shirt and I was like, this is so funny. I got to order it so I can wear it in front of Carolyn. And I went on there and they're sold out already. Are they? Oh, hilarious. This is why the internet in America is fascinating. I know. This thing is not even like at a store or anything. I just saw it on a thing. They weren't even marketing it. These guys no, were just wearing, just wearing it. it. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's online. And then not only is it online, everybody else had already Googled it and I bought it. I bet them. everyone's going to wear it to the games. It's going to be like what Probably. you wear to the game. Man, the hype they're building, if this thing falls flat, this is going to be explosive. So quick question about that. Sure. What what teams have they done before? Oh, man, this is the 23rd or 24th season of Hard Knocks. What? Yeah, this has been going since 2000. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So they've done a lot of teams. I kind of want to watch old they, ones. That sounds fun. They did the Baltimore Ravens the year uh, after Ray Lewis killed somebody at the Super Bowl. What? Allegedly killed somebody. He got acquitted. What? The Baltimore Ravens' best player was involved in a triple murder at the Super Bowl, and then the next year the Ravens went to and won the Super Bowl. At the, what do you mean at the Super Bowl? He was there in a limo outside the Super Bowl. Multiple people got stabbed to death, and Ray Lewis was associated with it, but then he got acquitted. And then he played in the Super Bowl the next year? And won the Super Bowl the next year. Oh, my God. And um, do they pick teams like based on hype? Obviously, this year with the Jets, they picked because of Aaron Rodgers and that whole thing. Yeah, I mean— But is it always like— well, how do they pick the team? Uh, it just there's a lot of different factors. Like last year, they picked the Lions because Dan Campbell, their coach, was such a compelling character, and the Lions have been this like hard luck story forever. Two years ago, they did both the LA teams because it was when they first built SoFi Stadium. Yeah. So they wanted to show like how these two teams cohabitate this billion dollar stadium. Um, a lot of times it's just like upstart teams, though. It's very rarely ever a team that the, they think is going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. This Hard Knocks is completely unique because um, they the teams have gotten to say no to the NFL if they don't want Hard Knocks coming until this year. And Robert Sala said no, and they still they said, no, too bad you're doing it. Okay, tell me, did Robert Sala play professional football? He did not. What's his story? Uh, he just runs the entire stadium stairs. Wait till you see that part. Okay. He runs the whole stadium. Yeah. Like most people run stairs for 10 minutes. This dude runs stairs for like an hour. At the end, you're like, no wonder you look like just a Greek yes. god. But what? He's just been coaching. I don't know. He's oh, okay. he's he's the only uh, professional coach, to my knowledge right now, who's Muslim. Um, he's of Lebanese descent. He's, his, his first language is Arabic. That's why he talks with a little bit of a, yeah, he has an a accent. Yeah, a little accent, yeah. Um, yeah, he's just always loved coaching. And the, and then the he's other, been in the NFL forever. He's only forty three. He's only like three years older than Aaron Rodgers. And the other coaches don't look like they were football players necessarily. Uh, a couple of them are, a couple of them are not. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they don't have that um, physique, right? Necessarily, totally. But they're also short, right? Roberts, Rob, Robert, Robert. Yeah, he's very tall. He's tall. Yeah, like he looks like a basketball player. Yes, he's not hard on the eyes. He's a very good-looking man. Yeah. You are not alone in thinking this. Twitter also very much thinks this. He's, yeah. a, he's a very handsome person. You know what I like about him, though? 
I like how positive he is. His speeches are sweet. Even on the sidelines, like, he's so great. I just love him. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah. he was so, it was awesome. It'll like, be a fascinating experiment because usually like the old man, Andy Reid, Pete Carroll types are the ones that actually have the most success. And then they have guys like Robert Sala who are under them who are like the positive drivers. This will be an interesting experiment. If Robert Sala does well, it'll be uh, it'll be sort of a new age for the NFL. How long has he been coaching the Jets? This is his fourth season. Who did he coach before? He was the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Okay. So if he wins, if he takes this team to the Super Bowl, yeah. that's It'd be huge. great yep. for him. Yep. Okay, cool. Check it out on sports. I guess I'm a Jets fan. <laughs> I might be too. Uh, Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. Check it out on sports presented by Aspen Sound. They got window tinting, automatic car starters, but it's the stereo equipment that keeps you coming back. Go get your uh, sound system all decked out there at Aspen Sound there on Broadway. Appreciate Aspen Sound for their continued support. Thanks, Carolyn. Thank you. Appreciate it, Carolyn, for swinging by. It, it is hard to watch hard knocks and not uh, get enamored a little bit with the Jets. They definitely have uh, a lot of pizzazz. Aaron Rodgers is coming off. is pretty cool. They got some of the best young players in the league. Quinn Williams, Sass Gardner, Garrett Wilson. It's going to be an interesting year. As my brother was saying, though, Brooks Nuanas, who will join us tomorrow here on Nuanas Now, he threw at me, he said, when's the last time a defensive coach won the Super Bowl? And I was like, well, Bill Belichick has six. <laughs> and he's, he's like, but how about besides him? And I started thinking, I was like, man, it's been a little while. You think of defensive teams like the Baltimore Ravens, but Brian Billick is an offensive head coach. That, de- that uh, Ravens defense certainly was the, the primary factor in them winning that championship 20-plus uh, years ago. But otherwise, I mean, the, the most success, I guess Pete Carroll's got a ring. He's a defensive guy. But most of the other uh, head coaches in the modern era are, are fully offensive guys. Sean Payton, Andy Reid. You know, um, on down Sean McVay, uh, a lot of offensive minds that have led their teams to Super Bowls. So I don't know. We'll see if uh, Robert Sala can buck the trend. Grizz Soccer three and zero. Andrew's back from uh, being on the call. Plus, we got some UC Davis action and we got some uh, baseball action as well. Nuanas now rolls on right after this. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultylaw.com. One, two, three. Now, 
on ESPN Radio. Off to San Francisco tomorrow for this guy, but don't worry, Nuanas now will roll on tomorrow afternoon, so have no fear. 4 to 6 p.m., we'll still be here. Bunch of guests for you. A big shout-out to Shine Auto Detailing. They were just awarded Best Detail Shop in Missoula once again. It's no surprise. Shine Auto Detailing has over 220 five-star reviews. That's actually more reviews than all the other detail shops combined. They're celebrating by giving the next three callers a $50 gift card. But don't call us, call them. If you want a great experience with car detailing, call Shine Auto Detailing right now, 406-207-3599 and get your $50 gift card, 406-207-3599. Shine Auto Detailing called out. Andrew Houghton was at the Big Sky Kickoff Media Days a little while, I guess a couple weeks ago now. We've been making the rounds previewing the various teams in the Big Sky Conference. UC Davis, I think, is the team that's maybe getting the least hype that could be pretty good. And uh, if they get it rolling early, and uh, they got a couple of primetime games there in Davis, including the Grizzlies coming to town on October 7th, who knows, maybe a little momentum. Davis was right on the playoff bubble a year ago after having a tough start to their season. So maybe uh, they could stick their way into the playoff mix this year. I, I do think there's six playoff contenders in the big sky. Montana State, absolutely. Montana, absolutely. Idaho, absolutely. Sac State and Weber State, likely. And UC Davis, I think, is right there. Andrew caught up with Dan Hawkins, the head coach, junior quarterback Miles Hastings, who was a first-team all-conference pick a year ago, and Rex Connors, who's a preseason All-American in the uh, Davis secondary. Coach, I think first off you're going to get this question a lot, but but how does it feel to have your your son coaching in the league alongside you? <laughs> it, it actually, I think I say it feels natural. I was telling somebody else, the more you do this, the more there's a lot of these guys I know well. Paul Wolf was on our staff before. I've known Paul since he was in eighth grade. I've known Bobby. I've known Chris Ball. I've known a lot of these guys for a long time. So they sort of become feel like your family as well uh, and uh, so yeah it'll it'll be an interesting dynamic but my grandkids are all freaked out about who they're going to root for I said look the team that plays the best and makes the least amount of mistakes will, will win it's not a question of rooting for one team or another and it's only one week a year that, that you got the dilemma right well, kind of, except for you see your grandkids running around in shirts that aren't your team. So sometimes you got to gas them up about that a little bit. How's your summer been? How are you feeling going into this season? Good. I think we've had a really positive summer. Uh, I worry in this business that we tend to make it a 12-month project. And I worry about our guys that way in terms of burning out. Uh, you have to work at it. You do. It has to be a flow to it. And uh, I think we we do winter ball early, and our strength coach Jeff Burke did a great job in the spring getting our guys ready to go. And the kind of clientele we have at Davis, these guys will do a lot of things in the summer on their own and be better coaches than us sometimes. So, yeah, feel good about it. Feel really good about it. 
what's your perspective on uh, well both of these guys but you have you have a lot of talent coming back you guys were able to, to build last year and you're bringing a lot of those guys back yeah I think we have a chance to have a lot of elite players on our football team this year which is good I love absolutely love our culture um, these guys as well as others we have a tremendous amount of leaders on our football team that are very self-directed and mastery oriented guys and that's a fun culture to be a part of uh, but I do think we have a good recipe of of really good football players a lot of talent we have a lot of depth uh, so we'll see if uh, if I don't mess them up we'll, we'll have a chance to do to do well you talk about I mean, you have guys who work really well self-directed they do their own work in the summer they're able to coach themselves a lot how do you just struggle between between keeping hands off and, and trying to coach them <laughs> Well, as they say, that's why I get paid the big bucks. No, uh, I've been at this a while. I think there's a certain amount of psychology in there. There's a certain amount of organizational protocol you have to put in. Um, I think some of it is counterintuitive in the leadership model. And when I say that, there's the there's a saying that says when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I also say when the student understands, the teacher disappears. That's counterintuitive if for a lot of leaders. Uh, but in the perfect world, which it never is, I always tell our coaches, I would love for us to just walk and sit in the stands and practice. Because when your players can run it as well as you can and understand it as well as you can, you have a chance to be pretty good. They, they own it and they do it. It's not just us. So uh, I think we're at an advantage at Davis having those kind of kids that can do that and capable of doing that. And it helps us. I haven't uh, talked to you guys in a while. Uh, how did you guys handle sort of the, the end of last season, the disappointment of, of not being able to, to play in the playoffs? Uh, it obviously stings because that's kind of our standard uh, to be in the playoffs, to be in the championship hunt. But we played a really great schedule. We played a lot of very good football teams. Uh, we always talk about not getting hung up in the result. Uh, the reality is we had a better football team last year and a worse record than we did the year before we went to the playoffs. But life's not fair, neither is football. We just have to coach a little better, and we got to play a little bit better. That's just the fact. So uh, if you can take that into every workout and every meeting and every staff meeting, you get a chance to, to improve. Uh, good league, a lot of good teams, and we were one of them, but... We didn't get a go, so we'll, we'll see what we got this year. Miles, what's been the biggest thing that, that you've been working on this offseason trying to build off what you did last year? Yeah, I think every offseason, a lot of it is uh, you know, just building the new timing with the receivers, uh, stuff like that. Um, you know, I think Coach, Coach says it best is where, you know, he gives us a lot of freedom with stuff, but he kind of keeps us in the, the lanes of the bowling alley. And uh, so he's been doing a, a good job of just keep poking at us, getting new things uh, ready for the season. What's the biggest thing you picked up on last season as it went on as you got the experience last year? Yeah, just feeling more comfortable out there. Um, I think just getting in more of a, a spot where I can lead some of the guys. Um, just show show a little bit more confidence when, uh, when I'm out there. Coach, you were you were nodding along with that. Did you see that as the season went on with, with Miles last year? Well, I laugh. As these guys know, I have a story for everything, basically. But I want to give Miles a lot of credit because two years ago, he was in a battle with Hunter Rodriguez. And uh, 
Hunter kind of edged him out, but Hunter got hurt and Miles came in and played really well. Uh, last year he was in a battle again, and in this game confidence is a lot, means a lot. And uh, I went through it with Cody when he was a quarterback. And I think once you're able to kind of put all your chips in a guy's corner, the confidence goes up tenfold. And so a lot of that is a coaching issue, and I give him it. That's why I was nodding my head is I think a, there were some kids that would have quit, left, sobbed, moped, whined, complained. He did none of that. He just kept working and proved that he was the guy and obviously put up good numbers last year. But I think just having, we always say the, the greatest words a coach can say is, I believe in you. And when a kid feels that and knows that he has the unconditional love and support of the staff, like you're just your, the performance anxiety curve favors you. And so that's why I was smiling is he went through two years of I've got to prove myself again. I've got to prove myself every practice, every game. These guys, and it wasn't this case that they don't believe in you, it's that, but they feel that because it's not like, well, just let me be the guy. So I think he's had an opportunity now to be the guy for a long time, and that really has been the biggest elevation in his game, in my opinion. Rex, for you, what, from your perspective, allowed you to come in and make such an impact last year as a, as a freshman? Uh, honestly, being able to trust the guys and then learning the playbook, because once you know what you're doing, everything starts to slow down a little bit and you get more comfortable, and then you're able to just play free and go make plays. See our spotlight. I don't know, perhaps the most underrated team in the Big Sky Conference, UC Davis Aggies, Dan Hawkins, quarterback Miles Hastings, and safety Rex Connors joining us here on Nuanas Now. Thanks to Andrew Houghton for the uh, the interview there. I mentioned it earlier, but uh, started a new training regimen this week, doing some, uh, I guess, body restoration. We all get stuck in some spots with our mobility, our flexibility, all that sort of stuff. The older you get, you know, how much weight you push around doesn't really matter. Flexibility and, and mobility is the su- such keys to health and, and long-term uh, quality of life. So I uh, appreciate the guys at Westside Private Gym. I worked out there again today, and uh, they got a great plan for me, Kevin. Uh, head guy there is uh, doing a great job, so appreciate them for helping me out. And uh, we'll give you updates as we proceed, but uh, definitely a place worth checking out. What's going on in the wide world of baseball? We'll check in with Jeff Safford next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. University of Montana soccer off to a 3-0 start after a 4-0 victory over Montana State Billings. Andrew Houghton was on the call. He'll fill you in on what went down today, tomorrow, while he's steering the ship here uh, on Nuanas Now. If you missed anything in today's show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. We only got about two and a half minutes left. Time for Diamond Time, where we talk all things baseball. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, joining us. Uh, Safford, thanks for being here, man. Uh, I'm going to San Francisco tomorrow, so I'm going to a game. Going to go watch your Giants versus my girlfriend's Braves, so uh, a little rivalry there. Uh, but in the meantime, what's been going on with you? Uh, what's going on with the Paddleheads? Just break down the game for us tonight quickly. Well, tonight should be a fun one. The Paddleheads' ace, Alfredo Villa, who's just been dominant so far this season, 
especially his last three, four outings. Hasn't given up more than a run since mid-July, or two runs, I should say. And it's gone into the sixth inning in each of those starts, just working the count exceptionally well. He's pitched well in this ballpark here at Glacier Bank Park. Six games set against the Glacier Range Riders, evened up at a game apiece. So something on the line, looking for an advantage in this series as well. I know the uh, when it comes to Major League Baseball, the Braves and the uh, Giants played recently, and the Giants gave one of the best teams in the National League all they could handle. It was a pretty good series, and the Giants have been playing better as of late. So uh, any thoughts on what's going down in San Fran this weekend? Well, for a Giants team that had a couple of tough games against the Phillies on the road, they're definitely going to try to get right at home, kind of right on the cusp of the playoffs, battling for that final wild card series. So for a team trying to build up some momentum to get towards the playoffs, that's a big series for them. And Colts are when you are at, I forget what they call that ballpark now, it's changed names <laughs> about 15 times, kind of totally. like Safeco Field, now T-Bomble Park in Seattle. But you got to get a crab melt. Okay. Got to go get the crab melt. That's that's the ticket. And the garlic fries. Don't forget the Gilroy garlic fries. Remember, I'm a Bay Area guy, so you got you got all the ins and outs. Got to love it. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, will be on the call tonight and most nights for the rest of the summer. Paddleheads having another stellar year and uh, squaring off against the uh, Glacier Range Riders. Uh, split the first two, so it should be a competitive series. Jeff, thanks for being here, man. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, sounds good. As I've mentioned, we will have a Nuanas Now tomorrow. I'll be on the radio for a good portion of it, and uh, we'll, I'll, I'll be back in this studio physically on Monday. I'll see you then. ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. That's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now <laughs> for the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.